While I was in seminary for a number of years, I spent a lot of my time on the IT support staff. What this meant was I was one of the guys that if other seminarians had trouble, they would come with their computer, their phone, their tablet, and they would get advice or they would see if we could fix it. Now, oftentimes that advice was pretty stereotypical. Have you tried turning it off and back on? That was pretty frequent. But there were some parts that weren't so frequent, but yet were important nonetheless. So have you installed antivirus? We always did that. But one of the most important and fundamental pieces of advice I could give to another guy, have you backed up your device? Because as many different devices as we have, there's always this idea that eventually that device is going to fail. You're going to push the power button and nothing happens. It's going to take all of your documents, all of your data, and it's never going to come back again. So have you backed it up? And it doesn't even matter how much you've paid for it, that you could pay thousands and thousands of dollars. It's still going to fail one day. As often as we think about that, though, in life there are many different things that we come to rely upon, that we expect it to be there day in and day out. And we're not just talking about technology, but often different goods, different possessions, property, even positions of prestige and honor. A lot of different things that can get in the way, but eventually there's going to come a time when they fail us. When they fail, what do we rely upon? That's really the question that is answered by today's readings and today's gospel. Whenever it all falls away, what's going to remain? Is it going to be our possessions or is it going to be something else? And the gospel and the readings seek to answer that question. So we start off with the book of Ecclesiastes, and we can think of this book as a sort of biblical philosophy, meaning it answers the fundamental questions in life, or at least it tries to grapple and wrestle with those questions. So today we start off with this simple statement, and then it goes into a particular investigation. So the simple statement, vanity of vanities, all things are vanity. Another way we can think of this is saying, futility of futilities, all things are futile, or they're worthless. And the reason for this is the following inquiry, that all of a sudden Solomon goes into this question, what happens to the man of skill, of talent, whenever he works all of his life, building up all of his possessions, all of his different properties, all of these different things on the side, what happens when he disappears? When we know the answer that all of a sudden these things that he's worked so hard and labored so diligently for, all of a sudden fall away and go to someone else. Perhaps someone of much less skill, much less talent, much less ability to work with these things. And so he's answering this question, doesn't it seem unjust? This person's been working their entire life for all of these things. They've been worrying about them day in and day out and even at night. They spend their time thinking about these things. Isn't it unjust that it simply goes to someone else? Indeed, vanity of vanities, futility of futilities, all things are futile and worthless, at least in this scenario. And so as hopeless as this might seem, is there an answer? Is there some sort of way to grapple with this reality? And indeed there is. Because we move on to St. Paul in his letter to the Colossians, and he tells us, if you have risen with Christ, seek the things that are above. Seek the things that are with Christ, who sits at the right hand of the Father. 
And so he's trying to remind us not of Jesus Christ's proximity, or he's not trying to tell us which direction we go to get to heaven, but he's trying to tell us something important about what we seek when we're baptized, when we indeed rise from the waters of baptism with Christ, that life is fundamentally altered, it's changed, that we are in fact seeking other things. And so he tells us to seek what is above, the things that belong to heaven, not the things that anchor us to earth. What anchors us to earth? Well, we see all of these different vices, all of this anger, malice, greed, adultery, all of these different things that can get in the way. And so he tells us not to worry about those things, but rather to seek what is above, what leads us to Christ, what indeed leads us to the kingdom of heaven. That's St. Paul in his letter to the Colossians, to forsake the things of earth and rather seek the things of heaven. Then finally we arrive at the Gospel according to Luke, the 12th chapter. And here Jesus starts off with this encounter with this person. They come to him and tell him, Teacher, tell my brother to share the inheritance with me. We're not given a lot of context, but we know that this person desires part of the inheritance, and we can assume that it's quite ponderous, and that's why he wants a fair share. Jesus answers, Am who appointed me as your arbiter and judge? Who appointed me as the one to decide this opinion? Now, we know full well that Jesus Christ himself could, because he's the supreme judge. He's the one overall. He could, in fact, tell him to share his inheritance, but he doesn't. Why? It's because Jesus sees what's beyond this question, that there's a heart filled with greed, filled with envy, that's seeking after the things of this world and not, in fact, after the things that matter. And so he tells them to beware of greed, to beware of possessions, all of these things that get in the way of their relationship with the Lord and indeed in the way of their faith life. But then he continues, and he doubles down with this parable. He talks about this man who had a bountiful harvest, so bountiful, in fact, that the barns that were there couldn't even contain it. So what does he do? Well, he says to himself, I'm going to build bigger barns. And it might seem like it's prudent. It might seem like this is a good idea. But notice the way that this man starts to approach life after this. Eat, drink, be merry and all these different things. And in fact, those things wouldn't be bad in themselves, but they're getting in the way of Jesus Christ and his reliance upon God. All of a sudden, that grain and all of those good things start to really build a kingdom for himself. And so he starts to forsake Christ and push him out. But what does God say? That that very night, that man's life is going to be demanded to him, demanded from him, And all of a sudden, all of those goods and all of those things that he had, they're not going to be his anymore. They're not going to belong to him, and in fact, they'll be somebody else's problem to deal with. But what about the things that make him rich to God? And that's really the question. Because this man seems like he doesn't care. He's not concerned. He's been so consumed with possessions, with property, with all of these different things, that all of a sudden, whenever it all falls out and his number is called, whenever he's called to the kingdom of God, the question is, is he rich enough to enter? And that's really a question for all of us to consider. But first I say, we dare go back to the book of Ecclesiastes. Because we see this man that's working day in and day out, that he's consumed with all of his possessions and his work, that he continues to amass all these things, and yet there's a question that we see at the very end, that he's so consumed with worry and with anxiety about these things, 
But it leads us to a question as well. What are we worried about right now? What are the different things that are on our mind that have our attention? All of the things that really have our day in and day out anxiety and all of the things that might cause us fear. It could be all sorts of different things, but so often in life, it can be possessions, it can be positions, it can even be whatever's happening at work. And so all of these things, they might have their place, but they do get in the way and they risk damaging our relationship with our Father. And so that question, whenever we're asking, what are we consumed with? What is on our mind? That Ecclesiastes is asking the same question because we know that a lot of what we can focus on is very temporal. It's very this side of heaven. It's not going to last very long. And so it's up to us to consider that. But then we move on and we see St. Paul in his letter to the Colossians that he gives us this beautiful reminder that we're not supposed to seek the things of earth because those things, in fact, anchor us very firmly to this earth. And while that might be good for a while or it might seem like it isn't at least a bad thing, eventually there's going to come a time when we want to depart this earth. There's going to be a place where we are no longer on this earth, in fact, and we no longer belong to this world. But will we be holding on to things that hold us back, the things that are below, the things that are of earth? What are these things? Well, we've seen all sorts of vice, all sorts of different sins, all sorts of different things that damage our relationship with God, or at least don't help it along the way. And so that challenge that St. Paul's trying to remind us of is seeking the things that are above, and not just in a location, but rather in our hearts and in our souls, trying to lift them up towards God and live in that new life of baptism that each and every one of us are called to receive from. And so he's trying to remind us to live out that life, to live out the Christian virtues, to live out for the sake of the gospel. But then we arrive back at the gospel according to Luke, and here we have that simple reminder. Are we rich in what matters to God? This goes back to St. Paul in his letter to the Colossians, because the things that are above, the virtues, the gospel, all of our faith, that is what makes us truly rich to God. And that's something that's not just going to last here on earth, but in fact is going to get us to the kingdom of heaven. Are we rich in those things? Or are we focused on something else? Because that's the matter at hand. That's what the Lord Jesus is trying to get us to understand. That all of these things that we can get concerned with in this life, they're all temporal. They don't last very long. And in fact, if it's even technology, I dare say we're going to need a backup because eventually there's going to come a time when that device ends. Or even you think about any of our things, there's going to come a time when it does not matter anymore that we have possessions, that we have land, that we have property, that we have all of these different things that make us feel bold and powerful, at least in the world's definition. But in fact, they're all going to fall away. That it's going to be exactly like this man in this parable, that all of these things aren't going to get us to the kingdom of God. But we should be focused then on the things that will. The virtues, living out our Christian faith, not just when it's convenient, but every single day. Oh, adhering to the gospel and seeing the ways that God is calling us into our relationship with Jesus Christ day in and day out. And that's really the challenge. Because as many things as can have our attention, as many different possessions as we can have, it's all is nothing. It's all vanity of vanities. It's all forsaken because it's not going to matter at some point in our life. 
And we should be preparing for that moment because we want to be rich in the things that truly do matter and the things that get us to the kingdom of God. So my brothers and sisters, as we go throughout this week, Let's look for all of those things in our life. What are we paying attention to? What really consumes our time and our heart? What are we concerned with? And let's focus more on those things that matter. We can have so many different vanities, so many different things that are futilities, so many different things that do not matter once we cross over to the kingdom of heaven. It's up to us to really focus on the things that matter and make us rich in the eyes of God. Let's not focus on vanities. Let's not focus on those things that are not going to get us closer to the kingdom of God. But let's rather focus on virtue, living out our Christian faith, and indeed getting closer to Jesus Christ. Because that is what is rich to God, and that is what will make us truly rich. Not just now, but also in the kingdom of heaven to come.